What's going on? Welcome to the Ransomed Bodies Project. I am your host, Trent Harrison. I am the founder and CEO of Ransomed Bodies Training. This podcast is for those who want more out of their fitness journey and who are ready to unlock their fullest potential with their physique without cutting out your favorite carbs or eating within a four-hour window. You are going to learn how to turn your body into a fat-burning furnace and muscle-building machine. I am going to break down some of the biggest myths, controversies, and questions that you are facing right now that are stopping you from unlocking your best self. You ready? Let's get it. All right, guys. So today we're talking about how to develop your abs, how to build a six-pack, how to get in the best shape of your life. And also, I want to talk about some of the mistakes that I made along my own personal journey to do so. I know for me, like, I was so obsessed with building a six-pack that pretty much it revolved around everything I was doing with my training, everything I was doing with my cardio, everything I was doing with my um, nutrition. Like, I just wanted a six-pack. I was able to lift heavy. I was able to build muscle. But in terms of, like, getting shredded and getting a, a solid abs, it was super difficult for me to do. For years, I didn't care about anything else except developing a six-pack. Honestly, honestly, like I didn't care about anything else. All I wanted to do was build abs. And I was like, man, for some reason, I'm doing all of these challenges online. I'm doing all of these different ab programs. Like I did all, all the ab programs you could think about. Beach Body. I did Athlete X. I went to bodybuilding.com and I would find all these different ab routines that you could follow. And no matter how hard I trained my abs... No matter how sore I was the next day, nothing ever shifted. And if you've ever been there before, I want you to nod your head. If you've ever been there before where you're like surfing YouTube, you're going through TikTok, you're going through Instagram, you're doing, you're trying to find that little pocket for you that's going to actually make the difference in terms of you building six-pack abs. None of them gave me the abs that they promised. And I was so frustrated. And I was like, maybe it's just me. Like, maybe it's just my body. Maybe it's just my genetics. Maybe I just wasn't meant to have abs. Maybe I've hit my genetic ceiling. But the truth is, I was doing a lot of things wrong. And so what I want to do in this training today is I want to talk about five things that I did wrong on my journey to building six-pack abs and getting below 10% body fat. You know, depending on where you're starting out at right now, you can get to the 10% body fat you want. Depending on where you're starting out right now, you can see your abs within the next 90 days. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. You are a two-millimeter shift away from your dream body. Write that down if you're following along. If you're taking notes, you are a two millimeter shift away from your dream body. You really are. If you're someone who works out four to five times per week, you're someone who eats relatively healthy, like you make those sacrifices, you show up to the gym week in and week out, no matter how busy you get, you're prioritizing your nutrition, you're trying to do your cardio, but you're just not getting the results you want. You are a two millimeter shift away. That's all it is. And so after years of training and years of attempting to build a six pack, I just assumed I didn't have the genetics to have one. But the truth was I was just taking the wrong approach. So pretty much here's what I would do. I want to break down my, my process uh, before I dive into the mistakes I was making. So what I would do is I would go to the gym. I would do whatever workout I found on Instagram or on YouTube or just whatever routine I was doing for the time being. I would do the routine and then pretty much after every single workout I did. So I was lifting at that time. I was lifting like six days a week. I had a lot, a lot of, I was like super focused. I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the body I want. So I was lifting like six days a week. And at the end of my workouts, I would normally do some type of ab program that I found online. So I would look up like a 10 to 15 minute ab program, typically that I would find on YouTube. And then I would go into like the ab training section at the 24 hour fitness and I would do the ab circuit. The ab circuits typically were like 
that I would do would be like three to four exercises in a row. And you'd kind of just rotate through them and go till failure. And I was always sore in my abs, you know, and I think a lot of the times when we're talking about progressing in the gym, we equate muscle soreness to progress. And muscle soreness is not the same as progress. And I really want that to sink into your head. Just because you're sore doesn't mean you're actually making progress and getting to the next level. And I want to give you an example. I went snowboarding about a month ago, right? All right, I went snowboarding a month ago. Um, me and my family, we went to Big Bear. I took everyone out to Big Bear. We got like an Airbnb. It was, it was great snow. I, I got to go snowboarding by myself. I have my full, a full setup. So I have my own boots. I got my own board. I got my own gear. I got everything. So I love snowboarding. And but I haven't been snowboarding all season. So this is the first time I went snowboarding for the season. And if you've ever skied or snowboard, you know how sore you get when you ski and snowboard. Why? Because you haven't used those muscles in a long, long time, right? So when I went snowboarding, my legs were trashed after. Trashed. Like specifically my like groin uh, muscles, my adductors, my quads, you know, my glutes, everything was like so, so sore. But I want to pose this question for you. Do you think I built muscle snowboarding? No, of course not. Snowboarders aren't naturally jacked dudes. You build muscle from lifting weights. The same thing with surfing. I live right by the beach. And so I'll surf every now and then. When I go surfing and it's something I haven't done in a long time, yeah, I'm super sore. My back's sore. Are surfers jacked? No, they're, sh they're shredded. They're definitely like lean. They have a specific build to them, but they're not jacked. Have you ever gone on like a run before, maybe you've gone on a run and after running, you're super sore. Your legs are sore. And you're like, man, my legs are really sore. Do you build muscle from running? No, you don't. You burn calories. So just because you're sore does not always indicate that you're going to be able to build muscle or that you're progressing. And I know for me, when I first started training, I would equate muscle soreness with muscle progress. So what I would do is that after I would train, so let's say I hit chest one day. I would wake up the next day and then I would like throughout the day, I would be like stretching my chest. You know, I'd, I'd put my arm up on the wall, you know what I mean? And, and stress out my chest to see if my chest was sore. If my chest was sore, then I would like check off in my head, have a mental check note and be like, oh, cool. I must have had a good workout yesterday. If my chest was not sore, then I'd be like, uh-oh, something's wrong. Something's wrong. I'm not sore. That means I probably need to change up my routine. So this actually left me taking a like non-scientific and non like like uh, actual approach to my training. So what I would do is the second I stopped feeling sore, I would just switch training programs. I'll go on bodybuilding.com and be like, oh, I need a brand new program. So I would switch. So I was that guy who would program hop. I was that guy who would go from this program to that program, back to this program, back to this program. And I would constantly back to this guy on Instagram's workouts. I was constantly jumping from program to program. And here's the problem with this. When you jump from program to program, yeah, you're sore all the time, but you're not going to be able to progress the way that you need to. Man, I hope this lands for you. Man, I hope this lands for you. Stop making changes to your program or to what you're doing in the gym just based off of how you feel, how you feel, right? I don't make emotional decisions. I actually make like strategic and calculated decisions with my training. So whenever my abs were not sore, I would just switch things up. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about five mistakes I made throughout my ab training journey and process that now has me where I have six-pack abs year-round. Even when I'm in a bulking phase, which I'm doing right now, I still have abs. When I still look in the mirror, I have abs, right? So number one, write this down if you're taking notes, ab training does not get you abs. 
I was spending, honestly, I would say hours in the gym, solely focused on my abs, and I never got abs. doesn't matter how often you work out your abs if you never get to a lower body fat percentage. Your abs are never going to show. You could have the most jacked abs in the world. Like you could be able to do a rope crunch, this the stack of weights, right? But if your body fat percentage is not at a low enough body fat, then you're never going to have abs. Everyone has abs. That's why the skinny guy at the beach, you look at him, you're like, oh, that guy's shredded. He has abs. He doesn't have muscle, but he has abs, right? All of us have the ab muscles there. But the reason why you can't see yours is just because your body fat is added too high of a body fat percentage. If you're doing ab workouts and you're feeling a burn in your abs, that doesn't mean that you're burning body fat there. Really important. Just because I'm burning and I like feel the burn and, and I'm doing a plank and it's burning my midsection, I'm not burning fat. I'm just taxing the muscles, just like you do in your biceps when you train curls, right? So if your goal is to build six-pack abs, your number one focus should be decreasing your body fat percentage, which obviously we do from nutrition, we do from cardio, a lot of ways we do that, okay? Number two, hit cardio doesn't make that big of a difference. So one of the things that I would do, once I got to a point where I was like, all right, this ab, these ab workouts are not working, so let me try something else. So at my 24-hour fitness I worked out in, I would go to the gym and I would do the assault bike, right? I'll jump on the gym and do assault bike. If you don't know what the assault bike is, it's that bike where it's a bike, but also has handles and it has a fan on it. So I would do that intervals of like 45 seconds on, 45 seconds off, okay? And I would do that for about 15, 20 minutes. I would destroy myself. I would go so hard. Like I was never lazy. I always worked hard. I just was working hard in the wrong areas. Now, all I do is walk for cardio, and I have better abs than I did when I was doing hit cardio. I remember literally killing myself just so I can get rid of stubborn fat, and it didn't work. So if you feel like you're, you're stuck in terms of fat loss, you don't need to do hit cardio. Hit cardio works. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. You can do it if you like it. I don't like it. Right? I don't like it because it's too much work compared to something else. Now, I know when done properly, when done properly, all you need to do is do your cardio to build abs. Okay? So whether your favorite form of cardio is walking, whether it's doing the Stairmaster, whether it's running on treadmill, whether it's doing the elliptical, I literally don't care. Make sure it's something you like. All of them work to get to a lower body fat percentage. You don't have to do hits. You don't have to run. You honestly don't even have to sweat. If you see me working on the gym, I'm pretty much barely sweating. You know, like I really don't sweat that much. That's not because I'm not working hard. That's just how my body is. Sweat is not indicative of fat loss. Sweat and fat, losing fat are two completely different things. How do I know this? You, I'm sure you've seen a super overweight dude at the gym and his shirt is drenched and he's not burning more fat than you. I'm sure you've seen a super overweight dude at the beach or walking around at the mall and you're like, man, how is that guy sweating? Have you ever seen that before? You're like, man, this guy's sweating. I don't know how this is even possible. It's not even hot outside. Sweat does not mean you're burning fat, All right? Number three, the third mistake I made is that ab challenges are a complete waste of time. So if there's an ab challenge out there, 21-day abs, 30-day abs, whatever it is, doesn't mean you're going to build a six-pack. I would rather you, this is me, my personal opinion, I would rather you put your extra time at the end of your workout to doing more cardio so you burn more calories than spending that extra time training your abs, all right? If you are, are limited on time, which the majority of you guys listening to this are, I would rather you spend the extra 10 to 15 minutes at the end of your workout going on the Stairmaster or going walking on the treadmill or doing the elliptical, whatever you like to do, then training your abs. Because I know you will see your abs if you get to a lower body fat percentage instead of doing and wasting your time doing all these fancy ab exercises, okay? 
And that leads me to my fourth point. 10 minutes of cardio is better than 10 minutes of abs. Always. Always. So if, if you're at a fork in the road with your time and you're like, I'm behind on my cardio, but I know I need to train my abs, you need to get out of the mindset that ab training leads to building abs. You need to start focusing on burning more calories and eating less food. So another thing I like people doing is like, I would rather you lift four days a week than lift five days a week and have the fifth day be a cardio day if you continue to struggle doing your cardio. I would rather you lift four days per week and have the fifth day be a meal prep day than working out five days a week and not meal prep and not do your cardio. Does this make sense, right? Like if you're not meal prepping, if you're not doing your cardio, then you need to cut back your strength training sessions and you need to start putting that extra time you have to those things that actually matter and move the needle forward because your priorities are off, right? Number five, man, this one's important. You don't need to train your abs every single day. Okay. Matter of fact, you probably are doing abs too much. If you're doing abs five, six, seven days a week, it's honestly a waste of time. Would you train your biceps five, six, seven days a week? Of course not. No one does that. You also have to remember and realize that when I'm doing compound movements, such as squat, such as a deadlift, such as bench press, such as a front squat, such as a standing overhead press, you're actually working your core muscles. The other day I was doing, I did goblet squats two days ago. When I do goblet squats, I do them pretty heavy. So I do. I did a goblet squat. If you don't know what a goblet squat is, that's the exercise where you hold the dumbbell like under your chin with two hands. And I did elevated goblet squats. When I do goblet squats, I go heavy. So I was doing 120-pound dumbbell. My abs were literally on fire after doing the goblet squats. Why? Because I'm bracing my core. If you're bracing your core properly on a lot of these compound lifts, you're going to feel it in your abs. When I deadlift, my abs are sore. When I'm doing standing military press, my abs are sore because I'm bracing my core. So with that being said, you don't need to train your abs every single day because you're already doing it. So really, I only train abs probably twice a week. and I'm still able to see results and get, get a great six-pack, okay? So when approaching abs, you have to make sure you're taking the correct approach and you're not overlooking the things that actually matter. So the five mistakes that I made that I do not want you to make is number one, understanding that ab training does not get you abs. Number two is understanding that hit cardio is not better than regular steady state cardio. Number three is understanding that ab challenges are a complete waste of time. Number four is 10 minutes of cardio is better than 10 minutes of doing abs at the end of your workouts. And then number five is you don't need to train abs every single day. All right, guys, I hope you have the best day of your entire lives. I hope this was helpful. I hope you got some insight. At least one of these things I know you could take away, and it could be the one thing that is your two-millimeter shift to building a six-pack. All right, I'll see you on the next training. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got some value from this episode. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you lose your next 15 to 30-plus pounds, build muscle, and develop a healthy lifestyle, just DM me on Instagram at TrizzlemanFitness with the word transform, and I will reach out to you directly to see if I can help. I will see you on the next episode, and God bless.